Presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here for our Super Bowl special, our props pick 'em show. We got with us, of course, our NFL expert, Achilles Rain, but we're bringing in a special guest, our college expert who's been studying the NFL season with depth and knowledge. Our man, Dynamite David, is with us. Dynamite, are you ready to do some prop bets on the Super Bowl? I'm ready for this this awesome show we're going to put together tonight. Yes, definitely. Achilles, you've been watching the football season. It's the last week. Sadness, happiness, ready to win some money on some prop bets. Oh, buddy, we got all these emotions bundled up, and I'm ready to let loose right now. Let's get some of these prop bets going. All right, let's get some of these prop bets going. All right, we're going to break it down into a handful of categories here, and we're going to go through our likes and dislikes. Here we go. Pre-kickoff national anthem coin toss we'll start out with. Then we're going to go into game props, player props, halftime show props, cross-sport props, commercials, and my favorite, the wonkies. So everybody get ready. Let's start it out and go in to the pre-kickoff national anthem and coin toss props all right who wants to start out what did you all like in this category i'll go ahead and defer to our to our guest here all right dynamite david you're gonna kick us off national anthem coin toss pre-kickoff what are you digging i'm gonna start off with the coin toss here uh, i did a little bit of research um and just for all those people out there, you know, sports gambling's really taken off this year with a lot of states legalizing uh, online. Just a fun little fact, if you want to learn how sports gambling works, the coin toss in the Super Bowl is a great example of why the bookkeepers always win because a coin toss is statistically always, without a doubt, a 50-50 chance of heads or tails. So it should be even money either way. But guess what? The best odds you'll ever find are probably like minus 105, minus 110 for either side. So <clears throat> they're always going to get their money out of it. But uh, I'm going to dig a little deeper into the coin toss other rather than just heads or tails. Um, I'm going to go with that the team that calls the pick is going to be correct at minus 110. And uh, there's right now there's a current uh, six game uh, streak of teams that have won the toss have lost the Super Bowl. I think that streak is going to end this year, uh, but I'm not going to name any names yet to ruin any picks later. But I'm going to go with the minus one ten team that calls will be correct, and um, and then I think that team's going to win the game. But we'll we'll find out who that is later. Oh, all right. Achilles, do we have any coin tosses we want to get into? The dynamite brought the science with the coin toss. What do you have for us? Yeah, well, I was definitely expecting a little bit of a science when it came to dynamite's coin toss pick. Because uh, you know him, man. He likes to go in deep. But, uh, you know, I agree with everything he said. Uh, it's, you know, 50-50 odds, but they're always going to get their money's uh, worth. Obviously, you're never going to get even odds with that. Uh, but as I was kind of looking through, uh, throughout history of coin tosses, which is a little weird to, to oh talk. Oh my God. Now we got you looking up history of coin tosses. No, listen, I'm looking I, up science. I'm highly disturbed here. I, I wouldn't I, call what I did science. Oh, it's science. 
Oh, it's definitely science. science. Nerd in the history nerd here, looking up <laughs> how the coin toss played out since Super Bowl one. Yeah, well, when I was looking at it, and there kind of seems to have a, a little pattern going on. We get a, a couple of years where we get uh, tails, a couple of years where we get heads. And listen, it's the last game of the year. Uh, Do I'm you understand the, the concept of a coin flip? I'm diving deep Patterns into this. Patterns mean one. nothing. Listen, I'm diving deep into this one, okay? My analysis tells me that I'm going to take the heads at minus 105. Uh, that, that's my pick. I'm sticking with it. Heads minus 105. Well, while you two were looking up the science, the first thing I did was cross off the coin toss because I hate betting on the coin toss because <laughs> there's a 50-50 chance and the odds are lopsided, neither of which are in my favor since I'm paying a juice on them. So no coin toss props for me. But I will move on to the national anthem where I do have a couple prop picks here. First, we're going to go with who will sing the most words in the national anthem? I'm writing my countryman, Eric Church, here at minus 135. Jasmine Sullivan, soul singer. She's going to be singing slow. She's only going to hit those real high words. And Eric Church is going to cruise through here and harmonize and sing all the words for me. So I'm going Eric Church, minus 135. Okay, let me cut in here because I actually have a, a pick on this wager as well. I'm going the other way. Oh, and, my goodness. And, Jasmine, and what, it. And what you – all those things that you just slated uh, uh, back up my pick um, because Jasmine Solomon, you know, R&B, and, and Eric Church is the country. So I, I think there is going to be harmonization here. The country guy is going to be doing the harmonizing. And typically when you're harmonizing, you're actually not the one driving the song. The other person's the one driving the song. So Jasmine Sullivan is going to sing more words than the national anthem. Oh my, we're, we're, in a, we're in a battle already. We're going to be counting the words that Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church think and then seeing who comes out on top right off the bat. Achilles, any thought on who will put up the words here? Sullivan, uh, Church. Yeah. Do you know either singer? Yeah, you know, listen, I, I'm not as up to date with my uh, pop culture references as you guys are. You guys are the uh, the pop culture guys here. You I don't the movie think these still count as pop culture. <laughs> but what I mean by pop culture is entertainment other than sports entertainment. I'm the sports entertainment guy. You guys are the all-around entertainment people here. But I, I agree with Dynamite. It, it makes a lot of sense when I was kind of looking at things uh, I agree with with his uh, logic here. So uh, I'm going to go with Dynamite Dave's pick there. But uh, I'm also going to take the under in the uh, amount of time for the national anthem at 159. Listen, I, I know that they're going to try and extend this national anthem. It's what they do in the Super Bowl. They try to extend everything. I know they've got a time window for it. Uh, but the average time for the national anthem, I believe, is one minute and 40 seconds. So I'm going based off of that alone even though you have two different singers and you're going to have all this harmony going on, just like dynamite said, I still think it's going to be under. So I'm taking the under for, uh, what was it? One minute and 55 seconds. 159. 159. Oh, yeah. I like the under for that. So I have a pick here as well. And I, oh I actually looked at uh, the dynamite in, on fire in the pre-kickoffs. <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan in, in her in her career, she's done two national anthems before. Um, and they've actually one was 146, which is almost right on average, and another one was actually 143. But they were not duets. And I think Eric Church is gonna be playing the guitar, 
there's going to, like we said, there's going to be harmonization. And I think that takes uh, slow, meticulous singing. Country R&B just doesn't seem fast to me. I think this is going to push the record by Alicia Keys in 2013 when she sung a two minute and 35 second national anthem. I think this is going to come close. I have the over in that one. Thank you very much. You what? I had the over in that one. Big winner that day. So I, I think this is gonna I think this is gonna push it easily cover the one fifty nine mark and I think it's gonna be long and slow and drug out and uh and I'm gonna hit this pick. Yeah, I, I liked uh the over here, but I didn't pick it just because I I'm very interested to see how this uh duet works out and how the timing was. So I, I didn't really know how it was going to go and uh, I really have no clue how Eric Church thinks. I don't think I've ever heard a song of his in my life. So <laughs> I don't know if he's slow country or one of those new weird poppy ones who's sort of like half rap, half country. <laughs> I, I have no idea. So I was staying away from that one. I guess I could have done a little more research like you two and uh, possibly looked up an Eric Church song. But uh, I didn't feel like doing that one. I did have one other anthem one. And that will be who will be shown first during the national anthem. And that's <laughs> the, Tampa, the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, minus 120. I think we're getting Brady shown first right on the camera. And then we get the pan to Patrick Mahomes and we get the young old mix. So I'm going Tampa Bay Bucks shown first on camera during the national anthem. All right, Dynamite. Where are you going? I took a couple of the head-to-head matchups here and who's going to get shown first. Oh, my. Um, I really like Brady minus 160 over Pat Mahomes. I think uh, Brady's the man right now that they're talking about on the Super Bowl. They're selling him left and right. Yeah, Mahomes is the up-and-comer, probably more talented now, but Brady is the guy that's getting viewers, that's getting the guy watching the game, getting getting the women and the people that don't care about football to watch the game. Those are the Tom Brady fans. And <laughs> and so I think they're going to show him, plus, the, you know, the 10th Super Bowl story and how old he is. Uh, he's, he's the narrative of this game, and they're going to show him first. And uh, I also am going to take the coaching matchup, too. I'm, uh, is, you know, favorites – not getting great odds on it, but I'm going to take it. Uh, Andy Reid, minus 160 over Bruce Arians. I just, if I had to look at either one of these guys, I'd much rather look at Andy Reid than Bruce Arians. <laughs> oh, now he's getting into his directing. He's in that van directing on when the shots are coming in. All right, Achilles, where are you going? Any more pre-kickoff national anthem props for you? Listen, I just want to counter what uh, Dynamite said. I, I, as much as I like his point, and he made a really valid point, uh, I still think that the way it's going to go, it's going to be uh, Mahomes first. Oh then, my, he's going with the underdog let me, at Mahomes. Let me, let me give you, let me give you my logic for this. Like you said, Brady is the guy that everyone's talking about. It's the big deal, the 10th Super Bowl, but they're also at home. So I think what they're going to do is they're panning the camera. They're going to start off with the you know uh, former Super Bowl champion in Patrick Mahomes, and then they're going to go off to the home team. And they're going to do Brady, and they're going to talk about Brady. They're going to show his statistics and all that hey, good stuff. You so, say former Super Bowl champion. How many rings does Brady have? Oh, listen, we're not arguing about how many championships who's got. We're talking about who's going to get featured on camera here during the anthem. And I think, like I said, they're going to end it off with Brady. With him being at home, they're going to give uh, Mahomes the camera first. That's that's the way I feel. Yeah. Uh, this is very interesting analysis. I'm, I'm a little disturbed here at how much we're getting into our directorial debuts. If I had known you all were this interested in directing, I would have had you been here all week setting all this up. So. Hey, only the best for the Greenlight Network. 
All right. Any more national anthem or pre-kickoff coin toss props for any of us? No, I think I'll right. away from the rest of them. I have one more. Will any scoring drive take less time than it takes Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church to sing the national anthem? This one's heavily weighted, but I'm riding with it. Yes, at minus 270. With the explosive offense of the Chiefs and the Bucks, mind you, uh, if this anthem hits over two minutes, I, we're one big play away, one big kickoff return away from hitting this. So I'm writing, yes, minus 270 here. You know, the only thing that scares me from that particular bet is if somehow Kansas City ends up with the ball first because uh, that Tampa Bay defense could definitely get after them and uh, you can definitely get some of those uh, time clicks going there. might take some time off the clock. And if we have a short uh, national anthem like I assume we're going to have, not you guys, but I, I think that and you might be in a little bit of trouble then, but um, I, I still like it. I like that one. All right, so let's move on to the game props. Who wants to start us out for the game props? Achilles, we still let uh, Dynamite kick us off for the pregame. No. We're going with your expertise here. Oh, gosh. Okay, you want to go with my expertise? You are the game analysis guy. Bring us your game props. NFL All right, expert. Now, all right, now I'm going to tell you this. When I was looking at the odds for this, uh, I actually it was the first prop bet that I took, and I think I told you about a champ uh, probably about a week or so ago when I put the bet in, I actually think that the MVP for this Super Bowl is going to be a position that we normally don't see. And I know that the odds are stacked against me, especially with the big names that we have with the quarterbacks uh, and even at wide receiver. But I still think that this MVP for this Super Bowl is going to be drum roll, please a tight end. I think a tight end is going to take it. And I actually like this, but I think it gives you really good odds. What is it at? I plus, think there's only one tight end to bet on the MVP here. Are you go, are you going with the ancient one who caught one pass? In oh, the, no. Uh, no. Are you no, going to no. go with Gronk? Gronk MVP Super no. Bowl? Why are you guys assuming that I'm taking Tampa Bay? Why are you guys trying to spoil it here? <laughs> We're going to say something for the end. I'm just going with the position, okay? Oh, tight you're end. going with the, just the position. So you're getting Gronk, you're getting Kelsey, and you're getting Ricky Seals-Jones and Cameron Brait. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting two. Well, I'm Bowl taking two of those guys as potential threats, uh, but still at plus nine fifty, I, th I still think that uh, for that particular section, it gives pretty good odds. All right, that's a pretty good one. Interesting tight end. Now, when we get into players, do you have an individual tight end in oh, there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, when we get to that section, I'll let you know why I picked tight end. Oh my, I I think he's going to cover all four tight ends and try to corner the market here in the tight end MVP race. I'm not that uh, desperate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll head off. I, I took one here. Uh, distance of the longest penalty in the game, over 15 and uh, a half yards at minus 280. Uh, with these two uh, uh, teams receivers, uh, there is definitely going to be some pass interference penalty here. And I guarantee you it will be over for 15 and a half yards. So that, that was a pretty easy one uh, to at least win a little money back on. Uh, on some of the ones where you're going to take some long shots and uh, stack the long shots, hoping to hit a really big one. So uh, distance along of it's penalty in the game over 15 and a half yards. I, I have that one as well. I, I just think first pass interference penalty, you're going to break that and yes. as long, longer than 15 yards. So I was hoping you were going to come up with some analysis for the under there. <laughs> Listen, I'll go ahead and I'll play devil's advocate here. 
uh, I, I like your guys' bet. I, I they aren't going to call pass interference. No, no, it wasn't even that. And I was, I was thinking about taking that one, but when I was looking at just the overall stats for these both teams, they both rank top 10 in pass defenses. So I think that, you know, their pass defense is aggressive enough that they might just kind of let them duke it out a little bit, let them, you know, the hand check a little bit. And you might not get those big pass interference plays. You might get like a holding play here and there, but um, I think that I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate and go against you guys on that one. All right. So he's, he's thinking the other side of things here. All right. Uh, Dynamite, what do you have hovering around here in game props? All right, so I'm going to start off with my MVP pick here just because Achilles just gave his. Um, I'm going to actually go out on a limb too, but I think mine's a little bit of a shorter limb than him. And actually, I really like uh, the odds I'm getting here. Defensive player at plus 700. Oh, my. He's going with the Von Miller maneuver. There are so many superstars on defense for both of these teams. And I just – I like the plus 700 odds, you know, because all it takes is one pick six – one forced fumble to be a game-changing play. Not necessarily best stats in the game, but a well-timed sack fumble or pick six could change the entire outcome of the game and win somebody the MVP. So I'm going to take defensive player plus 700. And that's also going to lead into a couple of individual players that I picked for MVP. Oh, my. Um, I, I feel like Devin White might be in that group. So I picked a couple, and you are correct. I like <laughs> Devin White plus 5,000. Uh, he's made a lot of big picks uh, in recent games, and it, it could be big for the Bucks uh, coming down to the end. Uh, but the other name I'm going to throw out, I actually like this one better, is uh, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew at plus 3,500 odds. Uh, you know, will it happen? Maybe, maybe not, but those are pretty good odds to just put a little bit of money on and have some fun with. Yeah, that's a, uh, those big ones you're looking to find, but, and that's why I like ones like Longest Penalty. Uh, that's weighted, you know, and you think probably will happen at minus 280. You can build a little bit of uh, funds back that you risk on something that's a real long shot that you probably are marking down as a loss. And you can sort of build your uh, money up uh, trying to take some of these props that you know are more than likely to win. Another one I uh, put on there, uh, how many times will the chains be used for measurement? I went over one and a half times. Uh, I, I liked this plus 150 getting it there you know for at least one time they're going to be out there uh so i i think we could get to two here especially in a game uh this meaningful will there want to make sure uh yardage markers are correct and first downs are correct so uh i like that over uh one and a half times on the chains being used here yeah, I really like that one also. I think that with both of these high-powered offenses, you're going to have uh, the possibility of the defense asking for measurements on these, uh, you know, questionable, uh, you know, situations where it looks like they could have got the first down or the, either they were short. So I really like that one also. That's one of mine also. All right. We're in cahoots here. We're going to be counting the times the chains come out, me and Achilles. All right, David, you got any uh, others in here in game props? Oh, yeah, I have a load more uh, still to go, so I hope you guys have some to match me here. Oh, I do. I got a, I got a handful more, too. Uh, there's This one I actually really like. Um, Chiefs are going to be called for the first holding penalty at minus 130. I think the D line for the Bucks really gets after it, and the Chiefs have had, you know, they've got some COVID struggles. Are there is there a whole offensive line going to play? It could, could be some guys coming in that haven't had a lot of game time. They're going to be doing everything they can to stop this Bucks defensive line. So I'm taking the Chiefs' first holding penalty at minus one thirty. Oh, nice! I, I looked at that one, but uh, 
I, I just couldn't make up my mind who was more likely to hold. But uh, with the Chiefs left tackle out, uh, that, that that's a nice little uh, bump there. Uh, I went with uh, another one here. What will happen first in the game? A sack, a touchdown. I went sack at plus 105. I really like that. I, I figure, especially if Tampa Bay gets the ball first, you're looking at Brady maybe uh, taking one early. Uh, these defenses will be pumped up and pushing uh, hard off the edge, trying to get a sack. And uh, maybe uh, Mahomes walks into one when he's doing his uh, whirling and turning. And uh, the way that Bucks defense has been aggressive, I just like a sack before touchdown here, especially since uh, it's only at plus 105. Yeah, I like both of those picks. I actually have both of those on my list also. So oh my. Uh, I have to say I agree with both of you and your logic on that. Uh, Achilles lined up with both the dynamite and the Chesterfield here today. All right. Uh, I'll go with uh, one more. Who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? I went family or family members at plus 550. Uh, the God or Jesus one is always good, but uh, – I think uh, Patrick Mahomes probably will definitely go uh, with his father or his wife here. So uh, I'm waiting it that Patrick Mahomes will probably most definitely be named MVP if the Chiefs win. And uh, same with Tom Brady. And we lean a little family members on those two. So uh, plus 550, uh, who will the MVP be on naming? And I went family. <laughs> I like it. I actually think that uh, I was going to, I was thinking about taking the God one because that God one uh, is almost a given just about any uh, big game or any big sporting event that we see. But I also like the family one. I think that the guys that are in there, uh, the situation that are in with Tom Brady changing teams probably wouldn't be thanking the owner just yet, you know, being, I was uh, going first. to ask, did anyone put owner down? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I considered it just as a long shot, but I was like, no, there's, I, I don't see it happening either way. Uh, I think that maybe, if anyone, maybe, maybe Peyton thanked Elway a few years back. <laughs> I don't think he on the team though. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, is GM on there? Because that, that could be a thing. Coat is on there, but uh, I, I, I don't think GM is on there. That might be even more uh, weighted than owner. Yeah, I could see coach if it's probably uh, Patrick Mahomes, but uh, like you said, with his father and his, his girlfriend slash wife, uh, I think that that's probably uh, – a better, a better pick. I think the family one's a better pick. All right. Uh, I'll go one more. Uh, will either team attempt a two-point conversion? Uh, with the way uh, two-point conversions are going down and have uh, pretty much been a thing this whole playoffs, uh, yes, at minus 145 seems like a pretty simple bet here. Uh, I'm going minus 145, yes, on the two-point conversion. I'm I'm taking the plus 105, no two-point conversion. This no two-point conversion. There's no time for messing around. You take every – you scrap for every point you can get in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I think scrapping for points, you're going to kick the field goal or kick the extra point because that's a given. Two-point conversions, I think you – I think you – you sacrifice too much trying that. And if you just miss one, it can change the whole outcome of the game. Uh, you maybe take one by necessity later on, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, and I like the plus 105. No oh, David sticking with his old school football guns here and uh, right. No one's doing two point conversion. You could fool around with the two point conversions in the regular season, but this is a Super Bowl. <laughs> no one, no one's got the, the guts to go for the two point conversion. 
Listen, unless they're unless they have to have it. You you have Andy Reid on that on that sideline. He's definitely got the guts to go for it. If anyone does, it's Andy Reid. And I will say this, although I agree with most of everything you said, you know, I'm an old school type of guy when it comes to the way I like my football. But this season has really proved that analytics really like plays into it. And uh, these two point conversions just they seem to be more and more likely as uh, the seasons go on. This season was a, a good a good proof of that. So I think that uh, the odds that they're going to go for a two point conversion at some point are pr- uh, pretty high, in my opinion. All right, uh, Dynamite, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm going to take a pretty simple one that uh, will get determined pretty quick. First offensive play of the game, I'm going to go with passing, minus 115. Uh, Both of these coaches are schemers. They're not going to be coming out and doing the obvious handoff first play of the game. They're going to be doing some sort of play action, something off the bat screen, uh, or uh, uh, maybe even one of those little uh, dump pass handoff passes to Mecole Hardman or something like that. Uh, but I'm going to take the minus 115. First offensive play of the game is going to be a pass. All right, dynamite. Calling the pass on the first offensive play of the game. Achilles? I actually like the opposite. I like the rush as the first. Oh, play my. Of the game. Duels. Yeah. And listen, I, some of these I might change up just so we can go head to head because we, you know, I like this little <laughs> format we got going on with the three uh, Greenlight Network. Uh, members here so I, I might have to just put some out there so that when we're sitting there watching the game we all have something to kind of go at it about all right so one's run one's pass i hope they do some half hybrid where it is in between <laughs> and they have to go back and check whether it's a lateral or a forward pass and we're just waiting with bated breath all right uh, i got one more uh will either kicker hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point attempt and I had yes, plus 320. Uh, I've watched Harrison Buckner kick extra point attempts all season long, and uh, he's been pretty consistent at banging that upright. So uh, at 320, I thought there was pretty good value there that he might uh, doink one of these, uh, especially if the Chiefs start running away with it and the kicks uh, don't matter at all. So uh, I went 320 there. I thought it was pretty good value on a, a doink miss field goal. Uh, I do have one more. I have the uh, – will either team score three unanswered times. Uh, the no is at plus 140. I think that with both of these offenses, it's pretty it's pretty evident that they can, you know, move the ball almost at will. I know that one team's got a much more powerful defense than the other one does, but I think that they're both got a lot of playmakers on defense. So uh, even with that, I still think these offenses are, are really nasty and it's going to be hard to stop either one of them, especially for three times. So uh, I'm taking the no on will either team go three unanswered. All right. Nice choice. Uh, Dynamite, what do you got for us? Uh, I've got a few more, and I'm going to save one pick for the end because I don't want to reveal my my big Super Bowl winning pick. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that game prop for the end. Just All put right. A, put a pin in that one. Uh, but um, We might put a drum roll in there. Actually, actually I'm going to keep two for the end. So oh, Two at the end now. Uh, there's a couple in-game props that I think might reveal my hand, so I'm going to hang on to them for a little bit. Uh, but I'm, I like first touchdown in the game player. Uh, I really like Nicole Hardman at plus 1900. I think that's really good odds, really good value for a big, big play guy uh, who could potentially get. Uh, and I, you know, why well, yes, you know, Kelsey and Hill are the obvious choices, but their value is just not there. Really like the plus 1900 Nicole Hardman first touchdown in the game. Well, right. Uh- I, I stacked a couple, and I'll, I'll just put them all uh, together. This probably will 
reveal my uh, pick in the playoffs. But uh, uh, just by stacking all, all these odds, you can go low money and then uh, if one of these hits. Uh, but uh, winning margin, including overtime, I start with Chiefs uh, 19 to 24 plus 950. And I pretty much take everyone to uh, Chiefs by 43 or more. So you got plus 950, plus 1600, plus 2300, plus 4000, plus 4000. And uh, you have anywhere from 19 points to uh, any number that uh, will go above that to win by. So I, I think the Chiefs are going to. Uh, blow this out. So stacking those, uh, you have a chance to at least hit one of them and win uh, a real decent all there. I've, I've, I've actually got a couple more. <laughs> I got a couple more too, but all these were sort of the same. Uh, okay. I, I have raced to 30 points, raced to 35 points, raced to 40 points, all Chiefs, um, plus 120, plus 225, plus 385. So uh, I'm expecting big points from the Chiefs here and uh, a big win. So I, I'm stacking a, a lot of those on top of each other with pretty big odds there. Um, a couple I like, um, most receiving yards. Mike Evans plus 200 over Tyreek Hill. I think uh, Hill's may get held back a little bit in this game just because he's the obvious uh, receiving target for Pat Mahomes. So um, I like, and I, I think Mike Evans is actually, uh, he can go up and get the ball better than Hill. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Mike Evans more receiving yards. And then uh, my last game prop before my other two that we put a pin in, uh, I've got Brady plus 180 most pass completions. Uh, while I think Mahomes may have more yardage, uh, I, I like. I think Brady they they Chiefs run the ball a little bit more consistently. I feel like than uh, the Bucks do. So I'm going to go with Brady more pass completions plus 180. All right. So there's some more dynamite picks. Uh, Achilles, you got any others for us? Well, I will say this. Uh, he's pretty spot on because uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, in the regular season ended up ranking, uh, what was it, seventh in rush offense, I believe, uh, while Tampa Bay ended up uh, ninth, I think. So they're, like, pretty much on par. They're, they're pretty close, so uh, I like that bet. Uh, but as far as, like, I, I'm, I'm ready to go to player props. Uh, I got a few more uh, of the uh, game props, but I, you guys touched on those a little already, so I kind of uh, move on from that. All right, uh, I got one more in the game props. Uh, score in the first five minutes of the game, yes, was plus 135. Uh, usually it's a bad thing to uh, really be aggressive on overs and uh, quick scores in uh, the first quarters of Super Bowls. Everybody's a little overjuiced and uh, a little nervous, but uh, we got uh, two teams here, the Chiefs who were in the Super Bowl last year, so they'll be sort of used to this. And then you got the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, Tom Brady, who's now been to 10 Super Bowls. So uh, I think he'll be probably pretty mellowed out uh, a little bit. So I think there is a chance that there, one of these teams, uh, especially with their explosiveness, could score in the first five minutes of the game and a little value there at plus 135. Also, boast Arians uh, has uh, at least offensive coordinator experience in Super Bowls. So uh, just really like that, uh, especially with it getting plus. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of experience there when it comes to the big moment in a big game. So uh, that's definitely a smart pick, in my opinion. I, I'm not sure I would have taken it, but uh, I still like it. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the player props. Uh, I guess it's my turn to start out in the player props. We'll, we'll go with some easy ones here. Uh, 
player to score a touchdown in the game. I had a couple guys uh, highlighted. Uh, McCall Hardman at plus 225. I, I really like that one. He's one explosive play away from hitting a touchdown. And uh, I'm assuming that the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, will not be single covering uh, Tyreek Hill this time around. So uh, that probably leaves McCall Hardman out there single covered. And if he can get loose, uh, plus you get the added bonus of uh, kick punt returns uh, with him as well. Also uh, Ronald Jones at plus 180 and, uh, Scotty Miller at plus 350 for touchdowns in the game. I, I liked those uh, odds there, especially the Millers at plus 350. Uh, if uh, they hit a pass uh, that isn't within a five-yard radius of the end zone, uh, Mike Evans is pretty much obsolete. Uh, Godwin hasn't scored a touchdown all year long. Miller's really been the one who hits uh, the medium-range uh, touchdowns there. So uh, really like Miller at, at plus 350. And I think Ronald Jones uh, will be the better running back in this game. So I look for him to have a chance at uh, hitting a touchdown there. I actually like Godwin at plus 145. Uh, he seems to be the team's leader receiving uh, yards so far this postseason. And we saw that he ended the uh, regular season up pretty hot also. So I really like Godwin to score in this one. And at plus 145, I think it's pretty decent value. Uh, another guy that I thought that I just kind of throw out there is uh, Bell. You know, we haven't heard anything from him. And this seems like the perfect opportunity for Andy Reid to kind of uh, you know, pull one of his any retype moves and, you know, unexpectedly give a touchdown to somebody else that we don't expect. So to me, that's, that's a pretty good bet. And it's got pretty good value too. There's a joke there to be made, but I, I they would have to be on the very, very one inch line for, I think Lady on belt to get hey, yardage over you, two yards. You can't tell me you don't, you don't see Andy Reid pulling something like that though. Yes. I know there might be some stupid gadget play that gets that guy a touchdown. So, uh, I I understand it. All right, Dynamite, what do you got in the player props categories here? Well, I, I, I realized after you guys started getting into them, I guess I, I gave my player props. You hybrid them in there. It's all right. So uh, that was my bad. But, yeah, I had a, I had a few there. The the first touchdown, I, I like you said, I still really like that Miko Hardman pick. Uh, but, yeah, we already know my player picks. So sorry about that. No worries. Uh, the world will move on. Uh, I had a, a couple more player to score two touchdowns or more. I got two guys highlighted. Uh, Tyreek Hill at plus 275. Uh, if the Bucks decide once again uh, to single cover Tyreek Hill like they did the first time they played up, uh, he's going to score a lot of touchdowns because he will burn single coverage every time. And also Mike Evans at plus 305. I thought there was pretty good value there. Uh, Pretty much every time they get around the 10-yard line, Mike Evans on a slant or a, a fade is always looked to. And um, so there's a decent chance he hits two or more touchdowns at 3.05. Yeah, Got any more Achilles? Yeah, that same category for a player to score two more touchdowns. I actually really like the uh, Travis Kelsey at plus 300. Uh, you look at the regular season, and even though Tyreek Hill gets all the press because of his uh, demon-like speed, uh, Kelsey was actually the better receiver during the regular season, and uh, he seems to be keeping up, you know, with that same tradition uh, during the postseason. He's uh, leading that team in touchdowns and receiving touchdowns so far. Uh, so I definitely see the possibility uh, with that defense in Tampa Bay. They probably won't give up a lot of explosive plays, but, you know, as good as Kansas City's offense is, they might be able to sort of move the ball. They move the ball closer and closer, and once you get into that red zone, Kelsey becomes a really, really, really big threat. So I like Kelsey for that uh, over two touchdowns or two. Yeah, touchdowns. that's a good call. I, I I looked at him. I just was uh, I, I liked uh, 
uh, Hill's odds better if they do something weird and single cover him again. Uh, speaking on that note, player to score three or more touchdowns. Uh, once again, if they single cover Hill like they did, and uh, he explodes. Uh, 18 to one is not a bad price at that. So uh, player to score three or more touchdowns plus 1800 Tyreek Hill. And uh, also I had two more highlighted in player to score a touchdown and the team wins the game. I have both Kelsey at plus 125 and Tyreek Hill at plus 130. Uh, if the Chiefs win the game, one of those guys is probably going to have a touchdown. The odds are both are going to have a touchdown. Um, and that's sort of a way to weight your odds the other way. Uh, the Chiefs are favored. So if you want 125, 130 plus, uh, all you have to do is have the Chiefs to win the game. And I assume at least one of those guys will probably have a touchdown if the Chiefs win the game. I don't know how you feel about this one, Dynamite, uh, but in that category, the player scored three or more touchdowns. As I'm looking through this list, I know that it's a long shot, but if I had to go anywhere, I'm actually going with Williams, the running back. I think that if you're going to get any type of player to score multiple touchdowns, it's going to be a situation where you get in close and uh, they just hand it off to the running back. To me, that gives you the best option to score uh, three or more touchdowns. Now, the two or more touchdowns, those big wide receivers, they always, they're always going to be a threat for it. But I think for three, uh, a running back is going to be my favorite option. I, I don't know. You were, you know, you were talking about Andy Reid's offense earlier. Um, Andy Reid doesn't like to just hand it off at the goal line. He likes to come up with some sort of, genius magic or whatever some flip loop-de-doop pass play from the half yard line so uh i i don't know if i agree with you on that one but i mean that's a long shot either way yeah i i sort of like that one i think that's a pretty good uh, logic in there uh i had a handful of more uh touchdown ones both players to score a touchdown in the game hill kelsey plus 190 Thought that was really good value there. I, I like that one. Hill Evans plus two thirty. Really liked that one. And uh, Kelsey Hardeman at plus three seventy five. Uh, if I like Hardeman to uh, score a touchdown in the game, uh, mix that with Kelsey and get plus three seventy five. Really, really like those odds there. Uh, I thought that was uh, pretty nice to almost get four to one odds. Uh, if you think Hardeman's getting a touchdown in the game, you really got good value there. Does anyone uh, does anyone have any any issues with this one? Now I was kind of debating this one back and forth. I know that everyone's talking about uh, uh, Miller, you know, being the fastest guy uh, since he came out and made that statement that he was he could beat uh, Hill in a race, which I, I personally don't think that could happen. But you know, he's getting really good odds. But I'm thinking Antonio Brown. Everyone knows Brady loves Brown, and we haven't really seen much of Brown lately, especially with him being hurt and all that. Could this be the type of situation where no one's really expecting him to do anything and Brady just kind of launches over the top of the defense and tries to get it uh, on a deep bomb to Brown? I kind of like the odds. I think that, it, what, it's 650? I think those are pretty good odds. Yeah, uh, I actually stared at it a little bit because I, I thought uh, there's definitely a chance there, of, especially if the Bucks are winning and we need that token touchdown. I, I feel like uh, Brady will try to get Brown that thing. So I definitely looked at it. I, I, I like that thought process definitely there, but uh, – I, I'm scared how hurt Brown is. Like maybe at the end of the year, we hear he had a torn ACL or something. I I think the only way Brown gets a touchdown is if the Bucks dominate this game and uh, and Brady just gives him a gift like he did in the regular season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, 
If he's on the field and healthy, I, I certainly think uh, Brady will try to force the ball there uh, pretty much like he's been doing all season long. Uh, I had a handful of head-to-head uh, -head, uh, player ones I, I liked. Uh, most receptions, Godwin was getting plus 170 versus Tyreek Hill. Um, Godwin's a receptions guy, so I really like the value there. Uh, Hill while he gets catches, uh, is more of an explosive guy. So if he gets his five catches for 140 yards and Godwin gets his eight catches for about 70, uh, you win that bet. So I thought there was pretty good value at plus 170 there for a receptions contest uh, for Godwin uh, there. And uh, most passing yards, uh, Mahomes at minus 180, I just thought was a pretty easy one to win uh, some cheap money on. I, I think he'll easily have over 300 yards. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure Brady can approach that uh, 300 yard mark. Yeah. Well, for the uh, most pass completions, I, I, I like Brady at plus 180. Uh, even though I think that Mahomes is a better quarterback. I think that Brady has more weapons uh, on the outside. He can kind of spread out a little bit more. Uh, so I like Brady at 180. I had that yeah. pick earlier. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. We'll go over uh, Super Bowl MVPs. I had three choices in here. Um, Tyreek Hill, plus 900. Uh, if we can get a 200-yard first quarter, uh, I think we're well on our way there. Um, Kelsey, at plus 1,000, I thought presented decent value there. Um, and the last one, um, I'm going uh, Desmond Howard style with McCole Hardiman at plus 2,500. If we can get some special team return thrown in there, uh, maybe hit some weird reverse, um, and hit a long pass or two, uh, and maybe Mahomes throws a pick or something, and maybe he has 255, and it's two touchdowns and an interception. Maybe Mah Cole Hardeman sneaks in there like uh, Desmond Howard did a handful of years ago. Uh, I don't think there's much non-value there at 250 to 1. Uh, if you win it, uh, you can look like a genius, and if you lose it, uh, you just pretend it never happened because it was a crazy long shot. <laughs> Yeah, those are my favorite ones to take. I like the ones that are long shots. Uh, long shots far enough to that if I lose, no one's going to call me crazy. All right. Did any of you all have any MVP ones? Uh, I, I made one earlier, uh, actually a couple that I liked, uh, the two defensive players and Tyran Matheo and uh, Devin White. Yeah. Uh, Achilles, MVPs. Yeah. Uh, Travis Kelsey, MVP. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I thought we were getting the whole range of tight ends here. I thought we were getting Grok. Oh. We were going to get some great love, uh, even like some Ricky Seals-Jones, like Andy Reid is diagramming weird plays for uh, blocking tight end. No, listen, you know, I, I try to keep this one as simple as possible. You always laugh at how deep I try to get into things. So uh, I'm keeping this one simple. I think he's the best wide receiver on that team. I think that he's got the better quarterback on his side. And I think that they have the better overall team, even though I'm slightly scared to make my final pick here. But uh, I still think that he's he's got better odds, in my opinion. All right. I, I'm putting a womp womp in there in uh, post. I, I wanted some Ricky Seals-Jones and Cambrit Brait uh, action here uh, on how you thought they were going to pull out the MVP award. Uh, we're trying to limit this show to one hour. You don't want a full breakdown, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want a full breakdown on how you think Cameron Brake is winning the Super Bowl MVP. We'll save we'll save that for our uh, Super Bowl preview show. <laughs> All right, uh, be sure to start making those notes now. All right, we're going to move on to my favorite props. 
the halftime show props. I love the halftime show props. All right, uh, Dynamite, I think we're back to you kicking us off. So uh, what do you got for halftime show props here? Okay, I have just just two picks here, but I'm going to double down and I'm going to paint a picture for y'all on this bet here. I, I, I'm really excited about this. I'm hopeful. Uh, it has a little bit of my personal taste in it, but I'm going all in on this and we'll see if it happens. So so picture this, you know, the start of the halftime show, everything's dark and and you don't you don't see the weekend first up on up on top towering above the stage you see two men two very famous djs in daft punk starting off the opening to starboy so i'm doubling down i'm taking first song of the halftime show starboy and the first appear on stage with the weekend as daft punk at plus 500. oh my he's starting out big a combo package the song, the artist, oh, the Super Bowl props. I like it. Very, very interesting. Achilles, what do you have for us for halftime? Listen, I was going to sit here and I was literally going to piggy bank off of you guys for the halftime ones because <laughs> uh, when it comes to entertainment, that's not my forte. This is this is your guys' domain right here. So uh, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen to it. Uh, what was that again? Uh, Starboy uh, for the first song. Yes, we've only played it at work about four hundred thousand oh, times. Well, I'm I'm gonna ride with Dynamite here, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna piggy piggy bank off him. So I'm taking uh, Starboy also with the first song. Oh my, he's going Starboy first song. Well, while we're on first song, I did not take Starboy. I, I went a little different. Uh, I went either can't feel my face for the fun of the Super Bowl at plus 300, but I didn't think it had great value. But I did like I feel it coming for the Super Bowl at plus 900. That seems like a nice little soft opener there at plus 900. I, I sort of liked uh, those odds. That's actually my favorite weekend song, just to, yeah. just to show a little bit of my personal side there. But but that also, that also um, um, could help me win the first to appear with the weekend Daft Punk at plus 500 because that's one of their songs as well. Well, my favorite one is probably the one he does with Future, and uh, that probably yeah, exposes how depraved <laughs> I am. So uh, we won't go there. <laughs> anyway, uh, how many songs will be played? I had over eight. Uh, that seemed like a pretty easy one just to hit. Uh, there will definitely be over eight songs uh, mixed in there at minus 200. Thought there was uh, at least decent value in there. And then I went with a little bit of an underdog. The weekend wardrobe changes. Under one and a plus 240. He's been very weird and method about this uh, latest album and staying in that same uh, sort of Vegas suit with the sunglasses and then just his face changes with how much he gets beat up. So uh, if he's going to be super weird and go into his little method mode, um, he might stay in that Vegas suit the, the whole time based on his late, last album. So uh, I, I liked that plus 240. Yeah, I like your over on the song total. He's a big collaboration guy, and they're going to mix in some celebrities, which I'm sure you've got some picks coming up on that uh, other than my Daft Punk pick. But he, there's, there's going to be a lot of just – it's going to be quite the medley of an assortment. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kelly's, uh, have you been paying attention to The weekend's latest album and how his videos have uh, progressed throughout the time? <laughs> Listen, and not, and not to say that I, I, I'm not a fan. I do like his music. 
Uh, but as far as listening to the album, I listen to what plays on the radio pretty much. And what, <laughs> and what pops up on my random play. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's me. I, you know, I let uh, I let the uh, the web decide what what I'm going to listen to, but uh, I have to say that I do like the the wardrobe change. Uh, I'm not too crazy about them bringing a lot of people now. Normally, I would agree with you guys. I know that he does have a songs with a lot of different artists, and this would be like the perfect opportunity to bring in different artists like Ariana Grande and Daft Punk and all of them. But I think with, with the current climate that we're in with the COVID situation, unless this is going to be remotely televised, I don't think we're going to have too many, uh, you know, guest stars for the halftime show. So uh, that one I'm a little concerned about. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to di disappoint Dynamite too. Uh, I liked your Daft Punk. That was the one I was going to lean to as a first to appear with The weekend. I, I couldn't talk myself into any of the others. I think there is a zero percent chance that future is probably allowed on the stage the other one i like besides daft punk is kendrick lamar i think there's a good shot he's there that was the other one i i thought maybe uh spring in there but uh the other one i i thought maybe they do a canadian thing and drake at plus 600 might slide in there but uh the the weekend and drake song has long been old so i don't know how they sort of mix them in there um French Montana has some uh, Florida connections a little bit. So at plus 600, it might not be too bad. But uh, I feel like that one, uh, if he pops up, I'm the one telling everybody who French Montana is. I don't know if he's quite as known to uh, everyone as everyone else. So uh, I'm disappointing the dynamite. I don't have one on first to appear uh, because I just didn't like any of them other than maybe the Daft Punk and uh, I, I don't even know if Daft Punk know what the Super Bowl is. So I... Hey, they do have their faces covered. So if anyone was going to show up, the, they'd be the safest ones to do it. All right. Any other halftime props anybody wants to jump on here? I'm, um, I think I'm, that's pretty much it for me. I was, like I said, riding your guys' coattails on this <laughs> session. All right. So we'll move on to this cross sport props and, uh, this one I might be a little solo on. Uh, to mention, this is my favorite thing to bet on in the actual Super Bowl. I love these cross-sport props. I love trying to figure out the numbers on both sides and uh, seeing how it's weighted to one side and uh, trying to make the best uh, bet. But uh, needless to say, I've actually been pretty successful on them uh, the last handful of years when they started really pushing them. So uh, cross-sport props, uh, this might be a lot of me talking here. Yeah, well, I actually have just one for this section, and I figured Same. I could I could kind of write some down uh, based off of you guys, and and again write your guys's coattails. But uh, the one that I have is who will have more, uh, and it's between Jamal Murray, uh, three points made, and uh, Patrick Mahomes touchdown passes, and uh, I have uh, Jamal Murray. Oh, actually, I have a second one. I didn't even see I marked that one down. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, and the other one is. Uh, who will have more Jamal Murray points, rebounds, and assists uh, versus Tom Brady pass attempts. And I have a Jamal Murray on that one also. Okay. Uh, I have 31. So uh, <laughs> we'll kick in. Uh, we'll piggyback off that one. I also have Jamal Murray on points, rebounds, and assists. Yeah, that's... A little bit. <laughs> All right. So uh, everyone sit back and uh, – uh, buckle in here. We're going to go through these crossword props as quick as possible. The um, expert has entered the building. 
Degenerate has shown his true colors. In yes, a show. I know. Uh, in a we how long I've been factoring in numbers on these and uh, studying the point totals of Northern Colorado and Southern Utah, but I digress. Okay, we'll start out with that one. Uh, Northern Colorado and Southern Utah, total points, minus 54 and a half, minus 115, I like, over the Tampa Bay rushing yards. Uh, Northern Colorado and Southern Utah usually play games into the 70s, uh, but uh, when they play bad uh, defenses, which both these are, uh, they can climb up into the 80s and 90s. So uh, if we can get into the 160s, uh, 170s, uh, even with that 54 uh, spread, I don't think Tampa Bay is going to approach anywhere near any more than 120 yards rushing. Uh, who will have more? Chris Paul made free throws at minus one and a half over Tom Brady rushing attempts. We're probably only going to get one of those. Chris Paul has been attempting about three free throws a game down from what he's been during the year. But still, I really like that bet there. Uh, Dynamite, I'm already getting tired of reading these. Why don't you give a, a couple of yours? I only have one in this category as well. Well, we need to break it up because I'm uh, getting dry mouth reading all these and I got a lot more to go. All right. The only one I like, and I, I just I felt I had to pick a college basketball game just uh, because I've been doing NCAA picks with you on the driving dish. Uh, so I'm going to go with. I should have made you pick all these college basketball ones. I, I'm going to go with Mike Evans receiving yards plus 15 and a half. Uh, it's going to be more than the Iowa total points in their game versus Indiana minus 15 and a half. And the odds of that are minus 115. So I'm going to go with Mike Evans uh, outscoring the high scoring offense of Iowa. All right. Uh, you'll never guess this, but I have a pick on that one, but I'm on the other side. I'm going Iowa has one of their offensive days. We're getting Iowa at 90 points versus Indiana. Um, and at that 15 and a half, that brings it down to about 75. And I think Mike Evans probably is in the 50 to 60 yard receiving category. So uh, I like I, I like Iowa in that one. So we're, we're riding the Hawkeyes uh, on that one. Uh, we might have a crossover bet on the Iowa Hawkeyes on that day on the Drive and Dish podcast. So be sure to listen. All right, uh, we'll continue on. Uh, UNLV, total points, first Kansas City Chiefs rushing yards. I like the Kansas City Chiefs rushing yards at minus six and a half. Uh, UNLV total points has been uh, sort of mishmash. We probably will not get over 75, especially with the slow place Air Force. So there's a good chance we're playing that uh, game in the 60s or 50s. And uh, so I think the Kansas City Chiefs can get over about 60 to 70 yards rushing total in this game, especially if they hit one big one with like a Hardeman. Uh, Jamal Murray made three-point shots. Pickham versus Patrick Mahomes touchdown passes. This one's pretty easy. Uh, even if Jamal Murray has a bad day, it's usually at least two three-pointers made. The odds that he gets four, five, six uh, three-pointers made is really good. And to have that at a pick'em at plus 110, really nice. Uh, who will have more Jokic points, rebounds versus the distance of the first made field goal? Jokic probably around 35 to 38 uh, total <laughs> um, points, rebounds combined. We think the first field goal will be over that hovering in the 40-yard range. So uh, really like that one there. Uh, we hope the Jokic doesn't uh, take off real big. Uh, Denver Nuggets, first quarter points versus Leonard Fournette rushing yards. Uh, we factored in Denver maybe 
28 to 32 first quarter points. Uh, now they have thrown up some 38 and 40s. That's where it gets scary, but around average 28 to 32 for the Denver Nuggets. And we think Leonard Fournette probably will be in the 35 to 40 yard rushing uh, total. Um, Colorado State total points versus Wyoming versus Travis Kelsey receiving yards. Colorado State usually hovering around a 72 point total. We definitely think Kelsey's going over 72 receiving yards in that game. Kevin Durant points, rebounds versus Darrell Williams rushing yards. Uh, Kevin Durant probably in the 40s. Uh, total there, and uh, Darrell Williams probably won't have in the 40s uh, overall, especially with Clyde Edwards-Lair being in the mix, and uh, maybe if our man Achilles gets his wish, uh, Le'Veon Bell in the mix there as well. Joel Embiid points uh, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers points. Um, I think Joel Embiid, if you've watched him play, has been really good of late, so uh, that's a uh, 28 to 35 probably point margin total for Joel Embiid. I don't think the Tampa Bay Bucks will hit that. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, Philadelphia 76ers points, uh, plus 57 and a half versus Tom Brady passing yards. Really like uh, that number there. Uh, it'll probably be about a 214 to 216 uh, total overall in that game. You had 57 yards total, then you're asking Tom Brady to hit around 270 passing yards in the game. I don't think he'll hit that mark. And, uh, Tyreek Hill receiving yards over the Colorado Buffaloes total points uh, at a 13 and a half point handicap. Colorado Buffaloes, medium range scoring team here. Definitely play probably in the mid to high 60s. I think Tyreek Hill, even with the 13 and a half point handicap, will be hovering around in the total uh, yard marker way above that. All right. Uh, any other breaks in here that you all want to kick in? Uh, because I got a handful more to read. No, I'm just wondering how we're going to get out of this uh, this rabbit hole that I'm getting lost in. <laughs> I was unaware of the, the depth of these prop bets and, and the realms we were getting into that you're dragging us into, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to keep my sanity here. Yes, I know. Um, <laughs> I, I probably should have mentioned that uh, my cross-sport uh, prop maps probably could have been its own uh, spin-off show here. <laughs> Dynamite, if you could have seen my face when Champ told me how many bets he makes, how many prop bets he makes during a Super Bowl, and this is completely insane. This takes betting and gambling to a whole different level. Yes, it's quite fun, especially when you have like 20 pages in the uh, open bets category when the Super Bowl starts. All I, right. do have, I do have a question before you keep going with the rest of your picks. How do you keep track of all these picks? Um, mostly, you hope the... Uh, establishing your wagering with uh, has a good program system in there because I don't necessarily go back and check all that hard. Uh, I will check the uh, cross sport ones uh, a little more diligently than some of the others, but uh, no, uh, we hope the uh, establishment you're gambling with uh, has a solid program and doesn't screw things up because uh, I don't check real diligently. All right, uh, we'll move on to some soccer uh, cross-sport parlays. I know you all are very, very excited about diving deep into the cross-sport <laughs> soccer ones. Um, who will have more? Man City goals versus Liverpool. That's a really good matchup. I advise everybody to watch that over the weekend. The two best teams in soccer for the last uh, probably three to five years. Uh, Man City goals, uh, we have over Super Bowl 
made first quarter field goals. Uh, City probably around two goals in that game, if you're estimating. <laughs> and we wonder how many field goals will really be there in the first quarter. If anything, there is no real danger here, uh, really like the Man City uh, over the field goals in the first quarter. Who will have more? Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers touchdowns versus Man City versus Liverpool total goals. We really like the Tampa Bay Bucks touchdowns here. Uh, the over under in that Man City game will probably be three. So uh, you're looking at maybe a max of three Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we already went over our Iowa total points. Uh, moving back into uh, some other ones here. Uh, Parma goals versus Bologna. Uh, over Tyreek Hill touchdowns. This should be about a three to four score game. Uh, Parma, pretty solid team at scoring goals here. Are you writing all these down, Dr. Man? <laughs> um, Donovan Mitchell, points, minus one and a half over Travis Kelsey's our longest reception. Really like that one here. Uh, Donovan Mitchell between a 25 to 30 point a game score, plus with the outside chance that he gets more. Kelsey, not a real uh, anything over about 24 yards unless something goes completely wrong. Really like that one. Uh, Tyreek Hill, longest reception over Rudy Gobert points and rebounds. You're looking at about a 25 to 30 point range on Rudy Gobert in the points and rebounds category. We definitely think Tyreek Hill will hit that receptions. Um, Patrick Mahomes, rushing yards over Malcolm Brogdon points. Um, really like that one. Uh, Patrick Mons usually around the 30 mark in rushing yards. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon about a mid-range 20 uh, game score. Bam Adebayo points and rebounds over Ron Gonkowski's receiving yards. That one seems pretty easy. Ron Gonkowski probably a 15 to 30 yard game. Uh, definitely. Bam out of bio there. Duncan Robin points over Patrick Mahomes incomplete passes. Duncan Robinson can score 15 to 20 points a game. Uh, he might get 10, but expecting that many incompletions from Patrick Mahomes, I think is a little hard to believe. Julius Randle made free throw the attempts over Tampa Bay Buccaneers first quarter points. Uh, we're looking at about six to eight made field goals by Julius or free throw attempts by Julius Randle if you go by what he's been doing. Uh, first quarter points usually hard to come by. So over about six to eight, I find it hard to believe. Super Bowl second half points plus overtime like the over over Jason Tatum points here uh, Patrick Mahomes touchdown passes over Mikel Bridges three point field goals made guess what we're on the last sheet fellas we're almost through this segment <laughs> uh, Villanova total points over Super Bowl pass attempts Villanova been playing really good basketball here and uh, definitely think they'll be in the 70s to 80s I don't think uh, we get 80 pass attempts in this game uh, Chiefs touchdown versus Calgary and Laszlo goals Laszlo a pretty good scoring team in Syria the Italian league but Calgary a very very poor team so that should be about a two nothing game definitely think the Chiefs get more than two touchdowns there. Chiefs total points over Kawhi Leonard points here. Uh, I already said that I think the Chiefs are scoring a lot of points. So Kawhi Leonard will have to go off, off to match that. Paul George points, though, I do like over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers points total. Barcelona, Real Betis goals over Tom Brady rushing attempts. And lastly, Travis Kelsey touchdowns over Lionel Messi goals. 
All right. Those were our cross-sport props. Uh, anything you all would like to add in here? We might need to go back post-edit and uh, warn people, or not warn people, but tell them to watch that segment in about one and a half uh, <laughs> okay, we'll post a caution warning that blinks uh, on that one. All right, uh, so next year, we will all be prepared for my cross-sport props list, possibly a spinoff show. <laughs> I, I think that's a show in itself, so uh, we might want to save that for uh, closer to the Super Bowl. All right, next year, spinoff on the cross-sport spot. I don't know who I can talk into joining me on that segment. Uh, we'll have to whittle our way down or I'll have to show you that I went like uh, 20 and five on them or something and you all will get into them. All right, let's move on to some more fun stuff. The commercials. All right, who's ready to kick us off for commercials? I need a talking break because I think I've been yammering on for the last 25 minutes. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it to, to our guest host here, Dynamite Dave. Let's hear it, Dynamite. What do you got to say? Well, the majority of my picks were game props. I've got a couple here and then a, uh, and then a couple in the wonkies category, but uh, that's about it. Uh, but I like um, first commercial. I like, I, I like the head-to-head matchups in the first commercials. I'm going to go with uh, Frito-Lay uh, versus M&M's at Frito-Lay minus 120. I, I, I like Frito-Lay here. I think the, the um, Tostitos or something is going to roll out here. And I'm hoping I I didn't I didn't dig into the details. I'm hoping Tostitos applies to. Well, Frito- I was going to ask, did you get any inside information from your sources at Frito Lay <laughs> on if they're running the commercial? I know it's I know it's one of their biggest holidays of the year. So um, I, I, I like that. M and M's is more more of a, a. I mean, yeah, they may have a Super Bowl ad, but they're more of a Christmas, you more know, a Stanley holiday. Cup type of holiday. <laughs> so I, I, th- I think more people are eating chips <laughs> watching the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with Frito-Lay there. And then the other head-to-head that I'm going to go with is a, a company that's been on the rise, you know, this year with COVID or I guess last year with COVID uh, was Uber Eats. Uh, they're going to take down Sam Adams. I like Uber Eats minus 120 uh, getting a commercial on there first before Sam Adams. Well, there we go. We have a mutual pick here. Uh, I also like Uber Eats. I, I feel like they're running their ad early and uh, we get that Sam Adams ad uh, towards the back end of the game. So, uh, yeah, they may, maybe wanting somebody to go ahead and order something to eat while they yes. watch the rest of the game. So they're going to want to get that in there as soon as they can. Yes, definitely. Uber Eats agreement. Uh, Achilles, can we put you down for Uber Eats? That's a three-way agreement, baby. <laughs> I like the Uber Eats. I think that it makes perfect sense exactly what Dynamite says. Uh, their, their popularity has really risen uh, with, you know, the whole COVID situation going on. And uh, I think that it's a perfect time to do it. You know, they'll probably come up with some sort of ad where they're saying, uh, you feel like you're still hungry, go ahead and play shorter now, receive something by the end of the game. Uh, but yeah, here's a tip, order early because uh, it's going to yeah. be super busy. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, I can't imagine the wait time for Uber Eats that night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Especially I got a couple. I'm... Wings or something. Yeah, I got a couple I'm hitting on here. Uh, first Anheuser-Busch uh, commercial. Uh, they're really pushing their seltzer, so I like that Bud Light seltzer lemonade at plus 175. Really think that'll be pretty good value. And uh, also with the head-to-head versus Michelob Ultra, I like uh, Bud Light seltzer to be shown first. Um, 
which commercial will be shown first? I like Bud Light Original over Chipotle. I, I think Chipotle will run their ad more towards the back end. Uh, Mary Carey over Vroom to be shown first. Um, Cheetos over Hellman's to be shown first as well. Doritos 3D, I think we're getting a big push from Doritos 3D over the Mountain Dew. That'll be a fun battle to see how that sorts out. And uh, we already went over my Uber Eats. Uh, Dynamite, any other commercial picks for you? Those are the only two commercial picks that I really could get a feel for. All right, Achilles, what do you have in our commercial picks? Well, uh, I'm in agreement with you guys when it comes to the Uber Eats one. Uh, in the uh, Pringles versus Tide head-to-head, I actually like Tide. Tide uh, does a lot of business a with the head. NFL. Um, <laughs> they do a lot of business with the NFL, uh, especially when it comes to getting the grass stains out. Uh, now, we're not doing an ad here, but, yeah, you want to get the grass stains out of your clothes, uh, you use Tide. Um, and of course, actually- our man, we're picking Uber Eats and Doritos and Cheetos, and our man picks a laundry detergent ad head-to-head. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to clear as many uh, from our list as possible. Uh, I also like the uh, Bud Light original over the uh, Chipotle, uh, but I would actually take Chipotle just to hear you say Chipotle a few more times. Yeah, say, say Chipotle one more time, champ. Chipotle. I- <laughs> okay, so I should get some sort of uh, money for that one, uh, but... Uh, when it comes to that that other one that uh, you guys mentioned, the uh, Michelob Ultra uh, Organic Seltzer, the Bud Light Seltzer, Michelob Ultra and Bud Light, I'm sticking with Bud Light also on that one. Uh, at plus 120, I think it's pretty good odds. And even though they're trying to push that seltzer, I know they're really trying to push seltzer. really popular right now. But I think for the NFL, the market is actually more uh, more more for like regular beer, I think. So I think they'll probably just push a regular commercial. They'll probably kind of throw a seltzer on the side just to mention that they have it, but I still think they're going to stick with the original one. Uh, India Hellman's versus Cheetos. I like the Cheetos uh, for Frito-Lay. I also like Frito-Lay. I think that Frito chips goes hand in hand with football. So uh, I agree with Dynamite Dave on that one. All right. Uh, Any other commercial ones for any of us? Uh, No, I think that's it for me. All right. We're clear. We're on our last category. The wonkies. All right. Who's starting out with the wonkies? I'm going to start off one, and uh, this is one my wife may be keeping an eye on. I think I think a male dog is going to win the puppy bowl. Now, did you uh, uh, do research and channel who is the males, who was the females in the puppy bowl? How deep did this research go? I, I didn't go very deep into this one. I'm just, I'm just taking the boys here. All right. And I didn't write that one down, so I'm, I'm unsure on the odds on that one, but I'm, uh, I'm just... Male is minus 135, female is minus 105. So you're getting taxed either way. Enjoy the puppy ball. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say that I was going to go with male also, but I had a little inside information. I spoke to somebody, uh, and they said, go with the female. They <laughs> like the female dog. So uh, I'm, I'm going with the female dog for, uh, for MVP. And I believe it's are the same on that one also. So, Well, I'm going with puppy ball winner, team fluff, even. Um, my strategy was uh, they both had Huskies. So therefore, I could not separate there. But uh, they also had an Akita and a Malamute on uh, the team fluff side of things. So uh, I'm going with my dog which is a Husky that has more of its, uh, I guess, family members in the Team Fluff side. So Team Fluff, even odds, Team Fluff winning the Puppy Bowl here. No male or female choice for me. I I did not uh, 
make the splits on how many males and females were in there. Well, my dog, Rascal Rain, actually wanted me to take uh, Team Rough, but I told him at minus 140 versus even, I said, we're not taking that. Uh, so I, he agreed with me. He, he thinks I make some sense. So Did you try to explain odds to him as you were breaking it down? <laughs> I tried, and he just kept giving me that little head twist thing, you know? Uh, so I don't know if he got it or not, but uh, we, we're moving on from that. All right. Uh, we'll go to my next wonky. Who will tweet more during the game? We had three choices here. Brittany Matthews, that's Patrick Mahomes' uh, wife. Bridget Moynihan, plus 150. Giselle Butchin, plus 125. I'm writing Giselle Butchin at plus 125 on the tweets here. He can't throw and catch the ball. Yes, I know. I, I, I think we're getting some Giselle tweets Probably who's ever running her Twitter account uh, probably doesn't even know the Super Bowl's going on and just going to be sending random Giselle tweets. Anyway, so Giselle Bunchen plus 125 on the most tweets here. See, I like that one because I know he's got some inside information. Now, you might not know this, Dynamite, but I know this. The same person that runs Bunchen's uh, Twitter actually runs uh, Champs also. So they, they're they're hired by the same firm. So I think he's got inside information. So I'm going to ride with him too. And I'm gonna they're doing a terrible job since I send a tweet now about once every three days. <laughs> hey, but every time you do, it's good content, buddy. So, you know, quality over quantity or quantity over quality. One of those two. All right. Uh, Dynamite, any other wonkies for you? I've got one more, one more I want to dive into here. And this is the popular one, the color of the Gatorade. Uh, that gets dumped on the coach at the end. I had I had a strange out there theory, but nobody's offering this bet for me. I don't think there's going to be a Gatorade bath in this game. I want to take the nun here. That's the one I wanted to take, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, I think well, we need to fly you to Vegas. We'll take you to one of the sports books. You can somebody will give me odds on it. Talk to the boss back there, and maybe he'll pop you some odds on it. But I, I just I think that with with COVID and as careful as the NFL's being, I don't think there's going to be this big container that everyone's just getting their drink from. I think everything's going to be pre-portioned out. It's going to be like, you know, bottled, sealed containers that individual use only, something like that. I, I, unless they just set up a thing of Gatorade specifically just to dump on the coach, which uh, they probably do that anyway. Um, but if I have to take a color, I'm going to take orange uh, just because um, – that was what it was last year, and I, I think the – Oh, he's going to ride the trend of the Gatorade colors. We're, we're getting close to the end here, so I, I may reveal my hand here on this one, but I think I think the same team's going to win this year, and uh, I think they're going to have the same color Gatorade. All right. Uh, I, I think the NFL probably won't care who dumps the Gatorade because the season will be over, and they will no longer care who does and doesn't have COVID. They, their mission was complete. They got the season finished. Now, uh, granted, uh, apparently all the Chiefs were going to the same barber who got COVID. So uh, it could be an interesting next couple of days. Uh, Achilles, what do you got Gatorade-wise? I'm actually going to counter him. I think that they, if they're going to do any type of uh, a dumping of Gatorade, which I think they will do, Regardless, uh, like he said, if they're concerned about COVID, they might just have a whole bucket of Gatorade uh, on the side uh, that's been sanitized. All them uh, gold trotters, confetti style. <laughs> no, I think that they're going to do the uh, the yellow Gatorade. I think they're going to go with the classic Gatorade. So uh, I'm sticking with yellow, uh, which is they have it a yellow lime green. So uh, plus three twenty, I, I like the odds for the original. Guess what? Our guy went with the original Gatorade, yellow and green. Oh, Achilles, you're. There. Yes. 
Tide, yellow Gatorade. <laughs> Surprised yeah. he didn't take the mayonnaise over the Cheetos. Yes, I know. <laughs> oh, see, that that would have been more of a surprise. You know, me going against the grain, that's not something I do. Uh, Helvis would have been going against the, gr- the grain for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, I went with red Gatorade because I think the Chiefs are going to win and their Gatorade will be red. That's the science I put in it. Plus 165. Uh, I also had an over. How many times will Roger Goodell be shown? Over one and a half. Uh, You know that camera's pining up to that suite at least two or three times in the game. And a little bit of an underdog here. What will be mentioned first? Tom Brady's age. At plus 140, I like that over his 10th Super Bowl. I think he's open with the age. I I have one more uh, wonky that I liked. Uh, Patriots mentioned more than twice, minus 150. Oh. Uh, I think win or lose, the Patriots are going to get mentioned here. Yeah, I like that one. I think that uh, situations like that, even the Bill Belichick one, but I still think the Patriots get uh, mentioned more than Bill Belichick. I think even with just just dropping it ever so slightly, Tom Brady with the Patriots won this many or or something like that. It's just small references like that. It's going to be mentioned more than twice in this game. All right. Uh, any other walkies, Achilles? Uh, I mean, just as I was looking through them, just like he said uh, with the Bill Belichick one, uh, I think I'm actually going to take the under for that one. Um I think they'll bring him up once and they'll kind of stop talking about him. The rest of the talk will be about the Patriots organization and Tom Brady. All right. Nice. All right. So any other prop bets for any of us, or is that the finishing line right there? I've, I've got a couple game props that I was saving to make with my game pick. All right. So that's where we'll move our man dynamite. David, what is your game pick? What are your game props that go with this said game pick? So, first game prop I like, and uh, I like the race to 30, Chiefs plus 120. I, I think they're going to get that one. Winning margin, Chiefs 7 to 12 plus 400. Really like that winning margin right there in between one and two touchdowns. And I'm taking the Chiefs minus three and a half. In All the right. The Chiefs for the Dynamite David at minus three and a half. Now, me and our man Achilles will be doing our preview show. And our pick show on Friday. Be sure to tune into that so you have our picks for the game. Also, join us for our prop contest where you can win these spiffy shirts that you see all of us wearing. You can find the link. We'll have it posted on Twitter, on our Facebook page, and on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, you can find us at... Facebook at Greenlight Network. Where can we find you, Dynamite, on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me at GLN Dynamite underscore D on Twitter. Been doing a lot of driving dish, college basketball picks lately. All right, Achilles, where can we find you? As always, you can find me on Twitter at TD Achilles. You can also find me on Facebook at Achilles Ring. I'm GLN Champ 5, both on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all our shows on greenlightnetwork.org. That's our show, and we're out. I'm <laughs> <laughs>